Hello. Hey. Hey. Uh, four right. shots, I guess. All right. Hey, false times the charm. I was getting worried yeah. there. I didn't hear oh, you. Yeah, he was connecting in dots. I was like, Ooh. well, Brent's not, Brent's not here yet, but we can, yeah. Um, hey, Justin. It's all right. We almost. The free food. How'd that happen? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um,. <sighs> So like I've said before, I you know I stopped for the dogs to get burgers and stuff when we get takeout, and so I went into the line, you know, and I get them their you know plain burgers, and um, I go up to the window. It's taking them forever. I'm like, what is taking so long? And um, I get like two bags. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, they put like, you know, because we get uh two for each dog, so I go, oh, all right. So they put two in one, two in the other. And uh, I'm getting down the road, and I'm like, these bags don't feel like burgers. And I look in there, and there's, like, fries, nuggets, uh, three chicken sandwiches. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I did a U-turn, and I went back to the Wendy's. I went, and I'm like, yeah, this is none of the stuff I ordered. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, here they are. And I said, oh, all right, uh, do you want this back? They're like, no, we can't take it back, you know, for, you know, health and safety reasons. Health reasons, okay. yeah. Yeah, so they're like, you can just have it. I was like, oh, all right. So Sweet, we got, nice. so we got some. <laughs> <laughs> nice. so, well, and, and also, and also, what's kind of funny is that one of the dogs ended up wanting the the chicken uh, patty instead of the burger. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'm about that. So there you that go. That's how, we, that's, how we start, that's how we start the Moon Knight podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't think any of the oaths to the moon god or anything had anything to do with free fast food, but we can we can uh, make do. We <laughs> oh, boy. You were in, uh, we thought you were in one of the, the room that just had me and him in it, and then you were, like, secretly somewhere. So I said, oh, maybe it's not John. Maybe it's Joseph. Yeah. John's body. I <laughs> <laughs> I am a happy Trek fan today, but we will get into that later. Uh, I still have to watch the Strange New World. Yep. So good. Yeah, I haven't watched any of that yet. I'm actually going to try to watch it again before we do the recordings. I want to be, you know, on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, very good. Time. Yeah. No, I got, I've got time tomorrow and Saturday after Corey leaves to go to Ohio, assuming they still do that. Um <laughs> Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. Actually, they're going to a town called Middleton, I guess. I've never heard of it. Um, But they found some company that does skydiving for disabled people. So, yay. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yep. And none of the, you know, she looked at some places here that do it, and it's like none of them would even, you know, she had friends who have done it who wanted to go find places that they would take her. And like the minute, she, the friend said to any of them, you know, it's a friend of mine who's in a wheelchair. They're like, nope. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You think Probably it's don't like want a... any liability or anything. Yeah. But I then mean, if you saw that, like if, if you saw that, like, she can get out of it and stuff, it's not, you know, I, it kind of bugged me that none of these people were at least willing to, like, evaluate her for it, you yeah. know. But, um, yeah, so she at least went up, when they went up last time, she was able to get evaluated for it. So, because they went up a couple weeks ago and, the weather was too crappy, and they wouldn't let him do it. That was uh, WrestleMania weekend. Oh, they went up, but they didn't jump. No, they didn't even go up because of the, the uh-huh. cloud. Okay. 
Um, but, but they did the radiator. Yeah, that they did the seven-hour drive each way to get there from here. Jeez. So, <laughs> right. Um, but her her birthday is is gonna hit while they're on this trip, and the uh, she's going with our personal trainer and her husband. And uh, I have it on her word. I think that there are gonna be plenty of like she hates like when it's her birthday and stuff, she hates like the thing where you announce it in a restaurant and they do the embarrassing scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been told that that will happen uh, whether she wants it to or not. Like I've literally oh, been told, I've literally oh, been told oh, I will oh. be, I've literally been told I will be murdered if I ever do that. So like, I sort of, <laughs> I get somebody else who doesn't care about that is going to do that. Um, oh, wait. Can you tell the personal trainer to record it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like, going to I'm going to ask the video of this. Uh, I, I I'm 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 kind of like her. I don't like uh, I don't like like you know the attention at restaurants if it's my birthday or something. And we went to yeah. uh, Texas Roadhouse for my uh, 21st birthday, and um, and they like you know they put you on like the saddle there because it's like you know Western themed, and um, so they're like, oh, birthday boy's gonna get on the saddle. I'm like. Fucking oh, thing so. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> on my watch, it's in Croatia. Yeah. We don't even do that. Like, uh, it's, like if you do that, it's gonna be weird. I'm probably gonna be doing a couple of um, solo reviews while she's gone too. Aside from the stuff we have planned, um, just because I, I have a couple, I rented a couple movies that I'm hoping to get to while she's gone. Like oh, uh, I saw Moonfall, which I didn't bother doing, Milos, because you'd already done it, and. I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it, but I didn't like it enough to, I didn't feel any need to add to that. Yeah, and I, uh, I rented Death on the Nile, which you also did. And, you know, I don't know what I can add to that either, although I expect to like it quite a bit, probably. Um, I also rented Cop Shop, that one from like mm-hmm. January that Carnahan did. I know Josh saw that, so maybe I, we'll. Cop Shop with uh, Gerard Butler? Yeah. Isn't it Butler Manginello or something? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. It's uh, yeah. it's Butler. Frank Grillo. Uh, yeah, Frank, Frank Grillo. Uh, oh, Grillo. Okay, I think I was confusing him with Manginello. Um, yeah, well, yeah that was a good. One. There is a few. Yeah, they're pretty interchangeable. I'm also, yeah. I'm yeah. also thinking about uh, renting that ambulance just for shits. I still uh, really want that. Bates, so I'm totally in that. I think that's still in, isn't that still in theaters though. Yeah, but Amazon has it for rent. Yeah, it's all digital oh, also. Oh, 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 they're doing like it's, a dual thing like they used to yeah. last year? All right. It's like a $20. Smart, yeah. I'm not, if I'm bored enough, I'll do it. Um, I, yeah, I, cop- still, I still kind of want Ambulance to be a Michael Bay fucking prequel to the Transformers movies. <laughs> have it all be Ratchet, right? Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I've been hearing good things about it. I, 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 too. Weird. I mm. haven't heard as many bad things as you usually do about a Michael Bay movie, so mm. yeah. Well, because his straight action movies, because his straight action movies are better. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, he tries to put story and just doesn't work, but he is good at action. Yeah. You got to give him that much. Like the, oh, the yeah, bad, and this is action, like from start yeah. to beginning. I'm trying to remember the stuff that he's done recently that was outside of Transformers. Like I even liked that. The island with McGregor and and Scarlett Johansson, like the cloning thing. Mm-hmm. That was oh cool. yeah, 
And then I, I don't think I ever saw Pain and Gain, but Ruby told me it was pretty oh, good. It was okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I wasn't a fan, but like he did a good job with it. Well, it's, old, but it's more to kind of do with story than the way Michael Bay did it. Yeah, I just didn't, I, you know. I really, I really wish that um, the three of them, uh, Rock, um, uh, Wahlberg, and uh, Mackie, would do another movie because I really like the three of them, like in the movie. It was really yeah, good. nice. Okay, so um, welcome to the B Team Podcast. I think this is a grouping we've never had without somebody else. So let's give this a shot. Uh, my name is John Macy. Tonight I am joined by Justin Ayotte. Hello. He of the free food. Uh, Brent Perry. What? <laughs> he of the uh, the Hot. movement for movement, <laughs> movements for the characters are that are movements for Sir not appearing in this film. Um, Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and Milos. Hello, hello, hello. Um, well, we are te- here. Go te- ahead. Technically, we did have this. Uh, didn't we have this? Line? It was us four for just re- returning. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, the last oh, Hobbit one. Right. Sarah set out five armies. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we have done this before. Okay. Uh, we are here to review the fourth, I want to say, Uh MCU live action Disney Plus series Moon Knight. Um, so uh, we'll just give basic thoughts real quick. Uh, Justin, you literally just finished this, so I'm really curious what your immediate thoughts are. By which, didn't you just finish it like 10 minutes ago? I finished it about, well, now it's about 20 minutes ago. 20, after yeah. Yeah. yeah Took us four attempts to get into this chat room. So oh, I showed up at the right time then. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing you, the only thing you missed was my story about the free food, which you can go back and listen to. Yeah, that'll be at the pre. That'll be the preamble for tonight. <laughs> so your thoughts on this were? Oh, oh me. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, uh, full disclosure, I fell asleep on episodes three and four. Um, mostly because I was oh, man. mostly because I was confused. Mostly because I watched at like ten thirty at night. Um, <clears throat> so I was a little confused throughout the whole thing. Anyway, just because this show is a very confusing show. Um, I did kind of like the last two episodes after not really liking the first two, mm-hmm. and yep. kind of seeing most of the middle two. Um, yeah. So I mean, I would say like my general consensus of the show would be eh, not so much but hey you know they can't all be winners and they can't all be for everybody so but like what bugs me about this one is that Oscar Isaacs acts his fucking ass off like yeah uh, so does uh, Ethan, Ethan Hawk. Hawk yeah and like yeah. they're both doing absolutely as best as they can with the material that's there it's just whoever mm-hmm. wrote this just didn't understand how to mm-hmm. do what they wanted to do like yeah I did. I did kind of enjoy uh, the uh, um, Middle East adventure, uh, Avengers though. There in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brent, go. Um, I thought it, parts of it were okay, had potential. Like I said, the acting was top notch. Uh, but yeah, just the Marvel writers need to get their heads out of their own asses. I guess was basically my complaint about it. Okay, Milo. Yeah, I'm going to join what Brent said, and basically Isaac's 
carries this thing on his shoulders and his back most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the point where I don't can't even comprehend who else they would cast for the role. But yeah, I can't this, see it either. I don't think this show works with anybody else. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure they can cast somebody else to do it. Like his performance is so mm. above everything else that this show does, especially the whole writing stuff of it. Yeah, well, he like, definitely you know, elevated Hogg does a great like... job with acting as well, and even the Lila character, mm-hmm. uh, May Callumbay or whatever her yeah, name is. Yeah, I try to pronounce that last name of hers. Uh-huh. Like, acting, I think, goes above the writing in this show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know. While I'm at certain points and off-put by, like, what's happening on the screen, but it's the acting that still yeah. gives me it. I, I know, yeah. I, I know what you're saying, Milos. Like, like you can't picture somebody else doing it as well as Oscar yeah. Isaac. Did. That's that's. I think. That's I mean, I'm pretty sure. Like one thing Marvel did do pretty well in basically since the beginning is casting choices. Like, mm. They hit in the home runs with those. Yep. Nice. And I am in a as as somebody who is really looking forward to this. If you go back to. Um, the Hawkeye pod we did in late December yep. where we talked about, you know, the last, one of the last things, last things we talked about is, you know, what's the, I think my brother asked this question and we got like 20 minutes out of it was, uh, how, what's the, the pop culture thing in 2022 that you're looking forward to the most. And I yep. said this based up mostly on, you know, Oscar Isaac. And I do really like this character. Most of the recent, uh, comic book interpretations and stuff. And I believe Oscar Isaac to be the best actor they've had on any of these shows. So I was really looking forward to uh, his interpretation of this. And what I will say is I did really enjoy this, but sort of the same like qualified thing that Brent mentioned and that Milos mentioned to a degree is like, I don't think this was particularly well written. I think they were, I think they were, kind of taken in by the concept of this like let's make this this central character who's crazy and well that's just like, it, what, it's again back to the ideological yep. fucking messaging like yep. hey here's a character that has an obvious fucking disability that we can like push as oh look it's the first character with this disability and they didn't put any more writing into it past that really right and i think my problem is like i liked the idea way like i like the writing of it like the the writing of like the actual some of the like conceptual stuff they did was really cool mm-hmm. and like when I, yeah when he'd go into his head and go like ep- yeah like that's- episode three the end of that when he like he's in the mental hospital and it's like the split personalities are talking to dr harrow like yep. that stuff I thought was really cool mm-hmm. but they didn't explain any of it so it's like okay right. it was it was that's just there that's a big problem that I have too, and we'll get into that as we go through it. But I think what I'm, I think what I'm trying to get at is like this idea as a concept and as like what they, what they kind of get at the surface of with it, but don't go far enough. And uh, the fact that if you just strip it down to what the basic plot is, it's yet another just generic Marvel origin thing. It's just that they did some really interesting flourishes with it that and Isaac's performance performances, I guess, are just completely other level compared to everybody else. 
Like, yeah, because like he, when you really think of it, he was playing five different characters in this. Really? Was it yeah. that many? Okay. Well, there's Steven, there's Mark, there's both versions of their Moon Knight, right? Oh, and yeah. And then okay. there's the Jake and the driver at the uh, in the post credits Jake Lockley, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. So I mean, uh, here's my question: Does anybody know how many personalities uh, Moon Knight has? Three. As, as many well, as you need for retcons. Well, it depends on it depends on because which one uh, I'm I'm gonna go back to the mental illusion thing. Yep. When Steven is trying to free up Mark, or Mark is trying to free Steven, or who's trying, and he's going through all the rooms with the sarcophagi in it. Yep. Like, is that one of those sarcophagi technically a person or a personality? Well, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that was either Jake Lockley or Kanju. Yeah, but there's yeah. like a lot more room there. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Like, that's the, all in his head. The, the, there's potential for a whole more people. Most more personalities. That. Most of the comic runs that I've read, and I've read everything Moon Knight from about 2000 onward. Um, mm-hmm. Once they at, finally figured out what they're going to do yeah. with the character. because Have it at uh, Mark, Stephen, and Lockley. Uh, there was also a run by Brian Michael Bendis called Vengeance of the Moon Knight, where he was Mark, and then he also had three alternate personalities that were his, like idealized and slightly crazy versions of Captain America, Wolverine and Spider-Man. For the most part, it's the, it's the three personalities that we've seen uh, at least everything that I've, which which I will say just going in the psychology aspect of it. I think they did a a decent job with like touching on the, 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 associative personality. Yeah. Yeah personality disorder you know yep. uh, identity disorder um yeah. and um i think they did a decent job with what they could do with the visuals and hashtag should have hired her well yeah. i would say i would say <laughs> that's, I, that's, I kinda, that's borderline personality disorder like <laughs> histrionic, she has multiples yep uh, I, agree, I agree with that from a from a stylistic standpoint but I would suggest not to be married to a psychology major and watch this show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, no, there's, there's a lot. Like, they're completely not doing this right. This is well, that's just, just it. Like, surface, but, on the surface, it like, okay, it works for what they're trying to tell. But it, once you actually know anything about, like, how yeah. psyches work, yeah. it totally falls apart because they just don't know how to explain. It's like they had a really good idea. They pitched a really good idea, and they were like, "Okay, how are you going to flush it out?" And they were like, "We don't know." Yeah, okay, I think run with it. Like, yeah, Sonic, yeah. he does. He doesn't we'll figure out as we go, basically. Yeah, and they just never did. Like, yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, the basics they seem to be there, but like, yeah, when you de- when you delve deeper into it, like, yeah, no, it's it's very different than what they they show on there. But I feel like they did the best they could with what they were trying to do, I guess. Well, they, they did the best they yeah. could with mediocre writing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, like, yeah. I'm going to try the plot here. I'm probably going to go very high level and keep it kind of short. Cause we could even, it could yeah, take, we could, it could take us an hour to just do the fucking plot. So I'm going to try to just hit the high points. And then, and plus I also have the, the, the negative of like, I didn't start watching this right when it started. Cause it was right when I, had my knee thing at first, so I was not in the mood for it. So I watched, 
I watched the first three episodes in a day, and then we, you know, watched it week to week after that. Um, yeah. So, Which basically, is probably I, the best way to do it actually, because those first two were just kind of eh. What yeah. Are you doing? What do you do? Yep. And what do you do? And, and then the third one, you start to get an idea of what they're doing with the show, and then whether it lands for you or not is a different story. But yeah, it yep. really doesn't pick up until the third issue. Uh, episode. Yeah. My memory of the first couple might be kind of screwy, but um, so we start off in London, which apparently that was something that Isaac suggested because uh, he thought too many of the characters were based in New York, um, and I thought that was a neat little little affectation i guess uh and we are introduced to stephen grant who is as far as we know just a guy who works in a uh museum gift shop uh he's a socially awkward neurotic character like he's he's yep yeah very jumpy very like scatterbrained yes yeah, yeah. yeah um and that that i think effects like i was just in a weird way, it was sort of it was off-putting at first, just because it was you know if you've seen him in anything else, you know that's not his real accent. But he even mm. as great as it got at some points, he commits to it well enough. Where after a couple of minutes, I was just like, okay, that's fine. Um, and you know, there's some there's some like vaguely baseline sort of weird stuff about him. Like he he sleeps with like he ties himself into his bed. I think. Basically, yep. is what you're, what you're supposed to believe with that, and so he works at this museum in the gift shop and whatever, and then he has a couple of moments where he thinks he sleepwalks. That's why he yeah, ties off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He never says it, but you're kind of supposed to think he thinks he sleepwalks and whatever. Well, yeah, because he wakes up in like awkward places, like he straps you know, himself- in the park and. He straps himself to his bed. He fills sand around the bed so he can tell if he got up and walked around through the night. He has like 17 locks on his door. Like he's yeah. right away. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to know he's not all there in the head. Like there's something yeah. up with this guy. Right. So then I remember the thing where he like has the date with somebody and he and he doesn't remember it. And then like he goes to the place they're supposed to meet, but it's like five days later. And well, she, Mark, and the, Mark uh, gets him a date with the she works at a right at a, at the museum, and then he kind of blows it off because well, what I want Switzerland or something, I don't know. What I wondered was, did he, you know, and this, even watching this at this point, like early on, I knew how it was going to end up, like that he was going to have the multiple personality thing, and I, I was just wondering myself, like, did he not show up, or did he show up as Mark, and Mark was a dick? Because I couldn't figure out by the date. Yeah, no, I just didn't well, Mark, Mark set no, up he, the date. He just, yeah, he just didn't show up. And Stephen okay. showed up a day later because he lost the date to the for the trip to Sweden when right. they were chasing the scarab thing. Yeah, right. First so then you, so then you, so then you basically figure out, and there's a, yeah, there's this guy Arthur Harrow played by Ethan Hawke who sort of has this cult that he's sort of building um and he has he has powers from something but we don't really know what um ancient egypt yes and then you find out that um you basically find out and there might be massive swaps of this that i'm cutting through because i don't i watched this like a month ago (laughs) um but uh you basically find out that steven has uh, uh multiple personalities there's another 
personality named Mark Spector, who is like a he was a former mercenary, mm-hmm. and he goes out and does things while Stephen thinks he's sleepwalking around. So, okay, did you ever have you ever seen the movie Twins? Yes, he's basically yeah. both of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Steve, Stephen is everything else, and he's like the weak fucking bumbling one, and then Mark is the fucking man of action, fucking muscle man go getter. Like, yep. Mark, and then um, Mark is Mark is Arnold. Basically, get out of here. But, but what are you they, doing? They actually do a nice little bait and switch at towards the end of the series, which I'll let you get to in the plot there. Yep, assuming I remember what it was, even though I just watched this yesterday. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so he finds, Stephen finds like a phone in his wall that, you know, he's never seen in his life. And, and he just calls. With money and passports. Yep. Now, here's a question that I had going forward and, and seeing how it plays out. Like when he, when he called his mother, who was he talking to? Nobody. I was like, nobody was on the other end of the phone? No. I, no, I that's just... the girlfriend. That's Lila. No, but at one point he's talking to his no. mother about oh, the date yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah he, no. He, he keeps calling his mother, but it's there's nobody there. That's just his yeah. own hallucination, which... Yeah. Okay, so he, uh, because Steven okay. doesn't know his mom's dead. Which, which, right. which, once again... Which we find like, out later on. Yeah. yeah we'll which, get which, once again, goes to Corey's point where... That's not really something that happens when you have this kind of disorder, but yeah, it, uh, it, it, it plays it, it plays for the part. Oh, it it, 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 it works dramatically, and it doesn't give it away. To, like, well, it, a major it, stress trigger can trigger a disassociated personality. Like, you you try yeah. and disassociate with your past yep. life and try and build a new mm-hmm. one that protects you from the emotions of the past. And yep, there is some actual like psychological basis in that, but it again, yeah, it is kind of. The, the surface level, and they didn't really yeah. actually go deep into yep. how that happens. But if you, they, but they, if you, they essentially like half-assed it. Essentially, yeah. well, yeah. But right. if you give it, if you I give it away early, where you show he's on a phone talking to nobody, then it just would exactly. undermine it. I think. Well, yeah. it'd be too well, hard to take yeah. him serious in any way. You'd just be yep. like, oh no, he's just fucked. But up. that's, but that's why, that's why at the end when, um, you know. We'll get to this, but when you know Ethan Hawke is the doctor, and he goes, "Look, let's call your mother," and he's just looking at the phone, like it's a realization to him that like she's not there. You yeah, well, I mean? that, like, that's yeah. It was the, that was the yeah. the MacGuffin used to consolidate the personalities, basically. Mm. But it, again, yep. half-assed. Like, yeah, yep. So he then finds, you know, he finds his phone, which was like hidden in his wall. And he calls the one person who most of the calls go to on the phone, and it's this woman named Layla, who you find out is his wife. Is, Layla. is, is the alternate personalities, is Mark's wife. Event You find that out eventually. Um, what did we think of this character, by the way? Like, I, I was sort of intrigued by her at first, but then she doesn't really end up doing much. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she had potential, but I think with a lot of things with this, as with a lot of things in the show, like writers kind of had the idea, but it didn't play into it much. She serves a very important and, purpose, mm-hmm. and that is to show that he has the not gaze. <laughs> and he's not. And, he's not, and don't forget no. the whole when she becomes Avatar at the end. Yeah, like, I was gonna say so. costume sexy man. Yeah, but she would become the superhero at the end and tell the little girl that she's an Egyptian superhero. 
I thought, Jim I thought she was, like, was going to get the Moon Knight powers at the end so they wouldn't have to bring Oscar Isaac back. Mm. No, yeah, because her whole deal or Mark's whole deal was like, I'm doing this so like she wouldn't have to. Right, but I thought if I die, like, he was she was Kanshu's choice for the Avatar. Yeah, so, but yeah. that that was another bait and switch because he didn't want her at all. He already had a third personality in Stephen Mark. Yep, we'll yeah, find that. She, um, she so, don't find out until like post credit scene. Yep, but so I think I still I do think her whole part was Kanshu manipulating her to become the avatar for the one for the hippo that was still on his side the hippo lady yeah yep Torian hungry hungry hippo I think it was Towerette yeah it's a Towerette um so then Stephen finds like a hidden chamber that Mark has somewhere with a bunch of guns and passports and crap and they had their first conversation about you know what's actually going on there that like Mark is technically the person who's in charge of the body and and uh, all that kind of thing. And then at that point, don't like those weird uh, demon dogs show up. Yes, and they have a he fights them as Moon Knight. And then isn't that where we first see the costume too? Like he yep. just kind of yeah, like you said earlier because the cops because the cops show that's up. At the, that's at the museum. Yeah, yeah, it's, yep. a, it's a, okay. yeah, yeah, jumping a little further ahead, but and yeah, generally, yeah, it's yeah there's what a whole Switzerland thing that happens, and mm. yep, and then Layla and, shows uh, up, Cog goes after them, and yep. then Layla shows up, and then the cops show up, and then that the whole dog thing starts after the cops show up and bring them to uh, Ethan Hawke and stuff like right. that, and then Layla gets into involved in the fight, and then that's I think that's like the end of episode one. I think. Yep. Yep. So then uh, Ethan Hawke is trying to, and we find out that Mark, and this is later, I think they did this in a flashback, which is pretty comic accurate. Like Mark was a mercenary and he, he, he went on some job where, where, you know, the guy that he he was a soldier and the guy that gave him the orders wanted them to kill civilians. And he didn't want to do that. So he tried to escape with civilians and had people turn on him. Okay. fighting two armies at one point. Oh, that's right. Actually a mercenary. They call him that a couple of times. So, yeah, it all all happens in the this is your life section of the uh, show. He ends in in an Egyptian Egyptian temple where he's they don't say it, but he's dying. He's been he's had like the shit kicked out of him. I don't think they need to say it. He's trying to crawl through the sand and there's big blood streaks. And it's like, ah, that usually doesn't lead to prolonged life. But they didn't like he tries to put a bullet through his head. They didn't like show the other did mention. He did point out throughout the show the Kanshu actually at that point. He did mention a couple of times uh, the Kanshu kind of. Give him a new lease of life, Kamizawatar. Yep. So yeah, he, from dying. he finds this Egyptian temple with this giant like bird monster thing uh, called Kanshu, which is like the Egyptian moon god, I guess. Whether that's sky really god. Sky, god of the night sky. Yep. And he makes a deal with this god to become his avatar on Earth, and so it, it heals all his injuries and stuff, and he has the ability to call this magic suit into being. And uh, fly around and kick a lot of ass and stuff. Um, so a lot of the stuff with Ethan Hawke is where I get a little fuzzy. So Ethan Hawke plays this guy named Arthur Harrow who wants to uh, bring – he ha- he was at some point the avatar of Khonshu prior to Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
he loses that because he didn't want it anymore? Was that or I I missed why he ever stepped away from that. I, I think it's because uh, Contra didn't him. want him. Contra Contra didn't want him anymore or something. Yeah. Okay. And so I think too much of a, a moral clash between the two of them from what I understood of it. Okay. Yeah. And and that's why he's that's why he's trying to unlock the other. Yep. He wanted somebody like Mark who would be easier to, to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um so Ethan Hawke's character wants to uh do the similar thing with another Egyptian god called Amit that, mm-hmm. you know, is apparently will, he believes that if he brings this god to Earth, it will eliminate the human capacity for all evil, essentially. Um, so... Yeah, then where Khonshu kind of punishes the evil people after the, the evil deed, yeah. Amit kind of judges your soul to see if you're going to do anything evil in your life, and if the answer is yes, then... Well, yep. And then, and then using, and then using evil space magic, they both grow to a gigantic size, and then they have to yeah, be. Well, that's okay with the Egyptian thing. Like that happens in Egyptian mythology. I didn't have any problem with that. That's the very end, too. Um, make, yeah. Make, then... make, make my Egyptian monster grow. Eh. Well, is, is, is this where Brent throws in an ina chalk for no reason? Well, remember that uh, awful god awful movie, the Eye of Hawks or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well, nice from mythology. I think they go big there too. My problem here is though, like, if every Egyptian god has an avatar, why couldn't they power them up the way Khonshu and Toria did for their two avatars? It seems like they were just kind of willing to sit it out. Uh, Seems like they didn't want to, because at one because point they're like, when they the imprison next... Kanshu or when Kanshu goes to the big meet thing with the avatars, and they're basically like, we we don't involve ourselves in what's happening with humans. No, yeah. but by the time by the end battle, when like Ahmet starts like actually to try and take over the Earth and starts to fuck up souls and stuff, like you think that they would have like powered up and been like, okay, here's our eternal. Yeah, but Hera already killed them all. So it's like, yeah, they were, they were not killed, I don't think, but they were pretty significantly incapacitated by the end. Well, that's probably why Osiris opened up the gate, you know what I mean? But so that's that the thing, Mark like, when, when Hero shows up at the end, in the, like, last episode or two, and he, like, busts mm. down the wall, and they're like, it's fucking Hero. Like, none of them try to power up at all, and it's like, well, you all should mm. have a powered-up form, shouldn't you? Yeah, I was a little confused by that as well. Um, right, like, maybe it's too close to the Eternals, like, but it, it's still... Like, Zam. Yeah, well, maybe. Moon Knight is kind of close to Shazam anyway, because they both mm. deal with fucking ancient Egypt. Yeah. Um, but then Egyptian gods. The most evil place in history. Like, what good thing. has ever come from ancient Egypt? Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's there's mummies, they're pretty bad. There's, the Vulcan. there's this whole thing in Egypt where all the other, all the other gods have this meeting that Harrow basically calls, and... They agree to imprison Kanchu for basically being shitty. Well, yeah, the hero, hero basically goes and fucking goes in front of this council, and he's like, "Kanchu's bullying me," and they're like, "Kanchu, you're bad. Go sit in timeout." Yeah, when like what I was confused by with that, and I do like this show, I just don't really like how it was written. Um, what I what I'm confused by is like if that's his if that's Kanchu's role in that pantheon, like 
why would they give a shit if he was like abusing people? That's his job. Because <laughs> uh, I guess they're like the Jedi, where their whole rule is like non-attachment to Earthlings, and Kanji's yep. whole thing is like, well, I have to judge the fuckers, so I have to get hands on with them. Like, right now, and then I, I believe after the after the meeting thing, wasn't it? Isn't that the episode that ends with with uh, Steven in the asylum? Yes, once they imprison Khonshu, his mind breaks again, again. Right. And he he wakes up as Merc in a wheelchair, and he's, like, totally drugged out, and he's, yeah. Yeah, but then he also gets shot. I thought he got shot when he went back to Um, Egypt again, toward the end. Oh, yeah, Um, that's, that's like, the third last episode or something? Yeah. So here's... Yeah, it's, like, episode four, I think. Here's what I was confused right. by. But they both, that both happens the same time. Kanchu gets imprisoned, he gets shot. And yeah. Is, is right. he dead? Is this the afterlife? Is this That's purgatory? Okay. Is this, is the whole just... thing with the map, if they want to find the Amit's tomb, have to look like the night sky has to look exactly like it did 3,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, whatever it was, where the map they had was written. So Kanchu turns back the night sky, and that's kind of the straw that gets Kanchu imprisoned. Yep. The map the map okay. was written the map was written before the Duncan was put on the corner. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they have no idea where anything is. Yep, you would know, and I would know from <laughs> old old like ancestral <laughs> memory of where I used to live. Um but uh here's where I was a little confused by the asylum stuff, right? I loved all that crap. Like the 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 scenes between him and Ian, Ethan Hawke and the asylum were wonderful. But my problem was, I while that was going on, I spent the entire time going like, "Is this a real place? Is he actually in here, or is this all in his head?" Like I couldn't figure out for the life of me because he seemed to be able to go from there to other places pretty much immediately. So that led me to believe it is all in his head, and it's just the way he's representing like the idea that his mind broke again, like Brent said, and he's trying to order it somehow. Um, but then later on, it seems like an actual legitimate place, like in the post credit scene after the end and Ethan Hawke is there and it seems like a legitimate place. Which so makes I me would... almost think that like Mark slash Steven was in the actual asylum at one point. Mm-hmm. And right? I also... and, and, but at the end, like when he gets shot and he goes into it, that's his version of purgatory before he gets judged on whether his scales balance and he can go to the Egyptian afterlife. Like, right. It's, so it I seemed, would... it seemed, it kind of seemed like somebody was a, a fan of uh, Legion before mm-hmm. it got canceled and wanted to put in a, an asylum as a setting or something. Cause I got, well, a, I got, it's cause I got Legion vibes from that. It wouldn't really shock me if there's one or two of the writers that had written for that. The comic actually had a recent run where he was in an asylum like that and he was trying to figure out if it was a real thing or not. It turned out that it was, an, I think it was one of the other gods put him in there because they did, it wasn't a real place, but the other gods created it and put him in there because they wanted to take Khonshu off the table, basically. Um, so I was also kind of informed by that. I'm like, so does that mean this isn't real or what? I can't figure it out for the life of me. So then uh, you do have some scenes where both versions of him are in the same physical place and they do go to the 
Egyptian afterlife um, where, you know, they meet the big giant hippo god thing. Uh, Which, as with, soon as that showed up, I was like, okay, I'm interested again. Yeah, when that <laughs> I was, it was kind of losing me there through that third episode when he gets shot and like it's doing the whole Tomb Raider fucking Indiana Jones adventure kind of, and then yeah. that that happens like they're in the asylum. I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? Like that actually got me back into it more than I thought I'd be at that point. Excuse yep. when me, Brent. I... Excuse me, Brent. It's not Tomb Raider. It's Tomb Buster. Do you not huh? read the Do you not read the posters? Uh, I don't know if I agree with that though, because that just that's going to lead to Laura Craft boob jokes, and you're just not allowed to do that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I still remember those first uh, triangular ones. She's a busketeer. <laughs> I don't think I ever played Tomb Raider, so I'll really? uh, the first ones they were literally polygon boobs. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. have a PlayStation until the three. I don't think so. I never played any of those. Um, they're actually pretty solid games. They're fun to yeah. play. Like yeah. some, sometimes the story is kind of up and down, but the gameplay itself is actually they're they're decent. Yeah, I might have played one of the more recent ones. Uh, yeah, I tried. But, I tried playing the. I tried playing the new ones because uh, I bought you know, the like collection or something like really cheap. In but, a yeah, world where there's no Indiana Jones video game, they're a pretty good substitute. Yeah. yeah. There's one coming though, apparently. It's, there's been one coming for 30 years, and it just has never materialized. So it's That's one of those true. things where it's like, please, it's like the spawn. I movie, think if like, the next Indiana Jones movie like bombs, bombs, these might actually go like, well, we're not making movies anymore. Let's do video games. I really yeah, you hope might get that a Ghostbuster situation happen. Like, fuck, I man. Really, I really out. hope that that Indiana Jones, uh, that Indiana Jones video game, has a playable character as 80 year old Indy. <laughs> Eighty-year-old oh, Indy versus fucking Henry Jones Senior. Fucking is like, oh, I tweak my back. Yep. Give me tapioca. Oh my god. Uh, so I need ibuprofen. Don't so look at the prunes. Don't look at the prunes. <laughs> so uh, uh, Mark and Stephen are are basically taken by this Egyptian hippo god named Tauret to the Egyptian afterlife where they have to go through this process to, uh, so Mark essentially has two hearts, which I think is supposed to, not physically, he's not a time Lord, um, but it's supposed to represent like, uh, Wouldn't that be a twist though? It would. Um, it's <laughs> well, the heart represent- isn't just the heart in Egyptian, like history, the heart is the container of the soul. So, like, his right. soul is split. Like, so it's basically saying that he is with with Mark and Stephen. He's essentially two souls, really. Yeah, um, yeah. That's why he can't balance his scales. Yeah, and so this is this is all you know. I think this is where they show the origin, like the thing, <laughs> the temple and stuff. They also show what basically caused his uh, psychotic break in that. Mm. He has a younger brother that, you know, at one point they went out. The younger brother stuff didn't actually cause it, though. No, wasn't it the fact that the younger brother died, though? No, it was the abuse from the mother, but the no, no, abuse no. from the mother comes from okay, the fact so when, that when his brother in, died. Just hold on. We'll, we'll go through, like, that whole scene. The brother dies in the cave. Right? Okay. He goes home. His mother's just distant she doesn't she starts blaming the fact that the younger brother died on him he doesn't disassociate there she starts mm-hmm. kicking the shit out of him when she's drunk 
and that's when he, be- he first manifests the Steven character. Yeah. And it turns out that like the whole time you're watching the show, Steven is this weak, bumbling, fucking like bookish neurotic character right mark is supposed to be the big tough one the man of action but mm-hmm. what's actually going on is that steven is the tough manifestation that has to take all of the bullshit so mark doesn't totally fucking just lose himself in himself like just doesn't go totally dark side right? yeah like i think mark even says like you exist so that i don't have to deal with any of this yeah, and like Steven's like the how unfair, like you are literally putting all of the shit on me. Like I like yeah. how no wonder I'm so fucking neurotic, right? And like yep. that part I think is the closest they did to actually having like a good idea for how the mental health split yeah. like, Right. That, to me was the like psychologically, like clinically speaking, like that was the most accurate to like what you learn in psych classes and stuff like yeah episode five was definitely the closest to it with the whole like you know explaining the backstory and kind of going through the memories and all that kind of stuff it it was probably the best they did with that um with the um the best they did with that yeah yeah with the did yeah with yep. the whole premise of the show, that was the best that that episode is like, okay, I see where you're going and I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. And then the rest of it just doesn't really tie in well enough to be like, uh, it works. It just, yeah. like that I episode really it. worked, but like overall it's, it's up and down, but that's definitely the up for me. I almost wonder if they should have introduced that earlier. And, but then it, it all, I know they're, in the early episodes, they're kind of going for like that whole thing of like even the people watching it don't really know what's going on here. So then, do you lose that if you give this explanation way earlier than that? Well, yeah, that's uh, the whole thing. The, the whole premise of the way they told the show episode by episode was mystery box, and that it just didn't work for what they were going for. Like they should right. have gone straight up. Here's what happened, and then make you second guess. Like, is that really what happened the rest of the time? Like, right. Yeah, there's a way to do that where you put this all out up front and then he's just so crazy that you're wondering the whole time, like, is that actually how it went or not? Even if you don't put it all up front, like a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit later, like you just give enough so that people ask questions like, is this really what happened? Is this just a fucking manifestation in his head? Because he's got like, is this what the Steven thing or is this the Mark thing? Are they, is Steven the fucking like memory of the, the personality of the younger brother in his head? Like, you know what I mean? There's so many questions and ways that you could have done that, that would have really like actually hit home the fucking, like the marketing messaging of, Oh, look, we've got the first multiple personality character. Like, Mm -hmm. Yes, you have the first one, but did you do anything with it? No, yeah, I really. do. I do think it's funny too that you know initially, like you said, they want Stephen to come across as like this completely neurotic, kind of useless person, right? Well, not but so then, much useless. Like he has knowledge. He's just the bookish side. Like he's the right. academic side of Indiana Jones, whereas Mark Spector is the the action side of Indiana Jones. Right. You know what I mean? Like the thing. The thing that came out to me was like. You know, there's a way to play this where, like, Mark is, like, completely self-confident and Steven's kind of there constantly going, like, yeah, but should we really do that? Like, what? Why? Well, he's nervous and he's second-guessing everything. And he does – they do do that up until – But if you look at at most of the decisions that are made, it's it's what Steven brings to any equation that leads them where they need to go. Like – 
Well, that's, that's also part yeah. of the reason that Steven was created is because that Steven personality is protecting Mark with knowledge, whereas Mark is protecting Steven with like physicality. Yep. I guess the I guess the best way the best way to kind of explain it would be uh, Steven is Bruce Banner and Mark is Hulk. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. You know, basically in like a layman's terms kind of. But in, of in the end, it it's a flip of that because like mm. it, it, Banner yep. doesn't protect the Hulk. The Hulk protects Banner. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like yep. in this one, Steven, while he's the nerdy smart one, he's actually the tough yeah. one that's meant to take all of the emotional shit and just be able to shrug it off. Exactly. Yep. And uh, so we get to a point where they – because early on, like they both – they both sort of want to get rid of each other. And the idea is that, you know, at some point, maybe when they finish whatever it is that Kanchu wants him to do, he will somehow do something that gets rid of one of them. Right. But over the course of the show, they start to, the two of them kind of start to accept one another. And I think they realize that they sort of need each other. Um, and at one point, you know, they, they're on they, the boat. They're they on realize the boat. exactly what the hippo is trying to tell them that, like, you guys are only two halves of an actual whole. You need to figure out how to be the whole with both personalities kind of integrated, right? Yep. And that they're doing the whole balancing of souls thing. And at one point, like, they mentioned that, like, these these unbalanced souls will come out because this boat's like floating around on a giant sand dune, and they. The hippo basically says, you know, these these unbalanced souls will come out and try to kill you, essentially. Which so, that's but, actually yep. accurate to Egyptian myth. That, that's yep. Or, yep. Or Egyptian so a bunch of them, bunch of them that, and they get attacked, and, you know, Mark does most of the fighting. Steven does a little bit. But, okay, and, I, I want one side tangent. Yeah, this is the thing that you were alluding to earlier. Yeah, go uh, ahead. Um, when Mark his personality goes in his moon night. It's a full on like superhero action suit. But when yeah. Steven's personality goes in, it's like the more refined business suit with the fucking yeah. like they each that's have their own moon night personality too, which is, yeah, that was kind yeah. of an interesting idea. Yep. That's from recent iterations yeah. of the book. He has a couple of different costumes depending on which personality is in charge. And that, um, the suited one goes by Mr. Knight mm-hmm. and, uh, is, you know, and it, it, they're all Mark. Like he doesn't like become Stephen Grant and do that. But yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. he wears different costumes depending on whatever the situation needs. Like when he has to be more, when he has to be more detectivey, he wears the Mister Knight thing. And yeah, when but he, like, those are literally physical suits that he puts on. Like it's not like yep. a manifestation venom right. kind of fucking thing. And like, yeah, I, they, just, they, I just like that they actually did do a personality like visual shift in the fucking Moon Knight character to match. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought it worked way better. Like they made it an actual man, a different manifestation of the costume depending on which one of them was in charge at the time. Yeah, which uh, one was driving the body basically. Yeah. Yep. So Steven gets, they set this whole thing where like, if you're on that boat and you get thrown off the boat by one of the unbalanced souls, you'll basically end up in the ground and frozen forever. So the Steven, sand freezes you in time. Yep. And, yeah. So Steven has a heroic moment, tries to help Mark and gets pitched off the boat. And then uh, once that happens, their souls are in balance and Mark has the option to go to the uh, field of reeds, which is the Egyptian afterlife. He sits there for a while in the final episode and then decides, 
no, I have to go save Steven. Uh, he, he basically looks around and he goes, no, I'm too happy. Yeah. And he's yeah. Like, All right, fuck this, and he fucked up. I like the self-destructiveness of that. That's because well, that's because that's because Mark doesn't have a coping mechanism. Well, that's just so it, all, yeah. So all he knows is you know chaos. Yeah, I don't think I mean? he. I don't think he. I don't even think it's that he's too happy, Brian. I don't think he has any clue how to be happy. Well, that's just it, and like he knows, like I'm not made for this place. Like I'm made for killing people and fucking shit up. Like this is where Steven belongs. Like I belong in the other side. Like. Right, and that's right. that's that whole balance and thing. That's really the whole this focus. Stuff, this is the stuff in this show that I love. Like, and this is where I almost kind of wish this whole thing just could have been. You know, I think that as we're talking through it, I think this is where I had the problem because, like, the actual exploration of the character himself and the different aspects of the character himself is the stuff about this that I loved. But, yeah, like. Well, I, but I don't know that I need the the other stuff that like feels like the rote like well this is an MCU thing so there has to be a yes. bad guy and there has to be some like vague fucking threat that they have to deal with and it's like okay I don't I don't care like, well, like even the bad guy was pretty interesting but like overall the main like antagonist of the show is basically Kanju himself yeah. like I, I credit what what Hawk did with it I'm not trying to like. You know, he was great, too, but I just feel like they didn't know, you know, so much of it is taken up with the the struggle within the main character that I think even the Ethan Hawke stuff just kind of becomes an afterthought. He's kind of there. Which, and like, yeah, and I like that, like, when they're doing the purgatory stuff, he's the doctor and, like, he gets to play a different character himself throughout. Like, it, it's, again, him and Isaac did great, like the stuff that they were able to bring out, like that we were just talking about, like the actual character stuff in the material wasn't bad. But when I had to remember, like there's mm-hmm. like, there's halfway through the episode, they go, Oh fuck. Right. We're an MCU thing. We got to do action. And once mm-hmm. they jump into right. that, it would jump you so far out of the character stuff that like, it was just too disjointed. Like it. Yep. Well, it's yeah, almost, again, it's they almost had like an, they had an idea. They just didn't know how to connect it together with the idea of the character itself. Like, well, it's almost like somebody. It's almost like somebody came up with the idea for the story, and had like the general idea and outline for the story, and then they they brought it to Marvel, and Marvel's like, "Well, we need to have like a big action piece at the end." So, yeah, what character does this fit? And like, who, yeah. yeah what, what, so can we yeah. can we take all of your you know, uh, DID stuff and bring it so that way eventually we can get to you know, make my Egyptian god grow and have this big giant fight around the temp- uh, around the pyramids. You know what I mean? Yep. And the last episode, I just, I guess most of it, and the last episode is basically uh, they come back from the dead, you know, the hippo pushes them out of the afterlife and they come back to the, they come back from the dead with the understanding that I think the hippo says once they leave, they can't ever go back there again. Mm. Uh, so uh so there's fighting. I mean, Steven actually fights a little bit too. Like he's able to actually do some stuff in the, in the suit version that he has. Um, the girl agrees to become the avatar for the hippo thing. So she gets some powers and it wasn't. Well, like, because she's going to, cause she's going to die. But like, she, so. gets, she gets some like, evil she wasn't really going to die though. No, I, well, I don't she think was, 
Well, she's going to get... Uh, no, I think her previous avatar died. And there's a whole conversation. Oh, like Mike said, you're a cool person. Like, you'll be my avatar. Yeah, but she doesn't... Yeah, but she doesn't want to be the avatar. But then she agrees to it because uh, Ethan Hawke's character hears... Um, the hippo girl call her name, and then all of a sudden he collapses that big giant like part yeah, of the yeah, building. Yeah. So oh, essentially, yeah. So essentially, uh, she, yeah, because the hippo girl from saves the her. Yeah, in the super suit. Oh, yeah. So she, but like, so she was injured from that, and then she agrees to it because she's gonna die. Okay. My yeah. only problem with that is why is her suit bird themed if she's the avatar for a hippo? I don't think she's the avatar for the hippo, though. Yeah, but what other god was there? She, she was no, Tower Yeah, she she is Towerette's avatar. She is the. Oh, she is Towerette's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like that was actually planned by Kanshu from the start because he knew Towerette would be like, oh, free Kanshu, and like that was probably the only god that was like relatively on his side out of the whole pantheon. Yep. Right? Okay, so okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Like, but again, I don't understand why the the avatar was bird themed when the the deity was a hippo. Like bird themed looked cooler than a hippo themed. Like yeah, if they she probably... was up from there as a hippo. Well, like... yeah, I know. I'm not. I, again, I agree <laughs> visually. But why not make instead of making Tauret a hippo god? Why not make it a giant fucking vulture? Because I'm sure, know, I'm sure the hippo, the hippo was funnier to somebody, and then the bird theme. Everybody was like, "Well, do you remember Legends of Tomorrow? And do you remember those those like hawk people that were and on do you that remember show? Mummies alive. You know, like like they were from Egypt. So why don't we make her like hawk themed? That would be cool. Well, right. Let's leave out the fact that for anybody who saw this. Her costume looked a lot like that thing that Diana had at the end of Wonder Woman 84. Yep. Uh, so also, maybe this is one of those... Them. Marvel loves to do the thumb up the bum to DC and be like, ha ha ha, we did it first. Maybe, hey, Egyptian hawk-themed fucking female that's like, yeah. ha ha, we did hawk woman. Yeah, especially you. with the hawk wow. man coming up in Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, right? So, like... Well, I mean, that technically, that's yeah. not completely impossible either. Technically, yeah, they yeah. did. Technically, they did Hawk, Hawk Girl, Hawk Woman in Legends of Tomorrow. No, buddy. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That was back when that show was actually good, though. Yeah, yeah but I think a lot of people still didn't like that. that like, <laughs> and a lot of uh, Marvel fanboys don't care about it either. And not so just when the Black Adam comes like, out, they're like, <laughs> they did the Moon Knight before this. And not even just the Marvel fanboys. Like, there's a lot of normies that are just like, I'm not watching a shitty CW show that's going to be canceled in two years because at that time mm. nobody thought that was going to last because it was so weird of a premise, right? Well, it was, also, it was also supposed to be. I mean, and I think Josh and I talked about this way back when we were still reviewing that. Mm-hmm. That was originally supposed to be a Suicide Squad show, basically. And, yeah. then, and yeah. then, uh, DC pulled or Warner Brothers pulled the plug on that when they started mm-hmm. doing the A movie. So they had they were far enough in production where they're like, well, we still got to do something. So they came up with the legends idea. Yeah, because um, that was at that because that was at the time where they didn't want like one character on a show and one character in a movie to confuse the audience. Yeah. Yep, and they yeah. stopped. Well, uh, but anyway, last episode was basically 
bunch of fighting. Uh, they win, obviously, because what else would you do? Um, and then Ethan Hawke ends up in the in an asylum. It's supposedly it's ostensibly the same asylum that Mark was in, uh, which, if you noticed, was named for Bill Sienkiewicz. Uh, yeah. It had like Sienkiewicz Mental Institution on the door. Yeah, Sienkiewicz um, Institute or whatever. Yeah. Yes, uh, psychiatry or something. And then, so Ethan, your your post credits bit was uh, Ethan Hawks in a wheelchair, and somebody that you don't see full on come, comes into the asylum and takes him out of it and throws him in a limo. And you know and, he's mean because he kicks an empty wheelchair. Yes, <laughs> and Conchu's in the limo, and he has a discussion with Harrow, and says, "Oh, you didn't think? Oh, one of the big components of the last episode was that." If he agreed to help him stop Amit, then Kanchu would released. let Mark, would let Mark and Stephen go. He would wouldn't let them force them to keep doing this. So Kanchu says to Harrow, he goes, "You didn't think I was actually going to do that, did you? Or I was going to let them think I had done that? But there is now a third personality named Jake Lockley, who just turns around driving the limo and shoots Harrow in the face. And again, Oscar Isaac." Yep. Also, but like that, that conversation with Conchu, he, or he, yeah, he says to fucking Harrow, he's like, I, I had everybody fooled. I never wanted that girl, fucking Lila, as my fucking Layla, as my avatar. Yeah, because why I would I want her. her when I got him? Mark yeah. is too good at it. Essentially. Well, he's like, well, why, why would I use her when like Mark and Stephen are way more messed up than they thought they were? And then he turns around, and that's when meet Jake Lockley, and then thump, thump, two, and okay. yeah, because there's a scene in the. Yeah, it was also in the sixth episode where like neither Mark or got out of a sticky situation, yep. but it was neither Mark or Steven. Yeah, they both wake up and they're like, "Was that you?" No, it wasn't. Like, no, yeah. it was like, wasn't when, you? It was like, no. When he's fighting Harrow, there's a blank out, and yep. then neither of them remember doing it. And the next and thing anyone says, they were is about Layla. to die. Basically, it yep. powered up. Like, Layla, neither goes, of them. What the hell was that? Like, yep. Yeah. So at that point, I knew. That they were going to introduce Lockley. Um, yeah, and they had the third one. And uh, you know what I think they're going to do there? If they do another season of it, that is. Okay. I think they're going to go... You remember when Moon Knight had like the mostly black bodysuit with the white cape and the boots? I don't think I've actually read that, but I've seen the pictures. Well, like that was a look for him for like most of the 80s. And yep. I, I think that's going to be like the dark personalities costume when, if they do come back. Jake. So that would be yeah. Lockley? Yep, probably. Well, um, I don't so- see this show getting another season. Well, here's, here's the I do here's see, the like, I would, this is definitely a character I want to see interact with other people, like with Hulk and with the Spider-Man or, you know. Yeah. Here's, here's the elephant in the room with that, though, and they've been very public about this. You know the standard like Marvel like sign this and we own your soul for the next ten years contract. Yeah, yeah. You he doesn't bring up that Isaac never did that. No, he doesn't. And this doesn't is, have. He doesn't have that, and uh, I think part of the reason why he was given this was an apology for how fucking terrible they handled him in the Star Wars fucking franchise. Well, that and I also think it's. I think it's some of that. I also think they realize how good of an actor he is, and they were like, 
yeah, we really want him for this show, and we're willing to to accept that if he doesn't want to do that. If he doesn't want to do more than this, yeah. But um, at the same time, I I mean, I think there is going to be more of this. Whether don't happens- forget, like, I'm pretty sure there was a, something in his contract with the Star Wars stuff that he was either supposed to get a Poe Dameron standalone movie or a Disney Plus show, and yep. he got like every actor in that got so much fucking criticism because the writing was so terrible that like none of them want to go back to it. And I'm wondering right. if this was like to finish off the contractual obligation clause that they had written into star Wars. They were like, okay, well that's a flop. We're not going to push you into doing that, but will you do this for us? Yeah. I, I think, think that, I think that gave him a bit more creative control over what was going on than a lot of them get. Well, he was an executive producer on this show too. Which none of the rest were. And in any of the other, I think Hiddleston might have been for um, Loki. Possibly, yes. But that might have been in name only, too. But yeah. But like, no, well, I you, think can, you can tell Oscar Isaac got hands on on this because, like, oh, yeah. he got to actually be like, no, I'm going to do this part this way, this part this way, and fuck you, I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, well, he came, from what everything I read, like, he came to them with that idea of Stephen being British. And, well, like, yeah, little that, things like that. Like, and like, yeah. The way he plays that, there's times where he's acting with himself, which can't be fucking easy because you know one of them is a stand-in at any given time. Yep. But like, unlike The Hobbit, where it's like, ah, oh, it like this one works because it's a guy and himself, and like it, he really does nail it. Like I gotta give him credit. Like when the writing yep. almost lost me a couple of times, he kept me in it. And yep. I'm like, well, I gotta see it to the end because he's acting his ass off. Like, yep. I, that's why it would be a shame if this is the only Moon Knight like we get out of him because like I he really is brilliant. He never this. said he wouldn't come back, but he basically oh, yeah, said he'd yeah, take yeah. a truckload of money. And I mean, yep. why not? Hey, if anybody can throw a truckload of money at him, it's Disney. It's Disney, exactly. Like, and I think if Disney executives look at this show, and like, I mean, anybody can see how much how he lived the performance of the whole show. Like, yep. he really carries it. Well, I think it's just it. like, down to the pay the man and let him do more. There's a lot of like the normies, that, like the general public, that just aren't gonna follow this show because it does get weird in spots that like <sighs> makes them think too much for like the general Marvel audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. There's, I think the problem for the. Go ahead. It's, it's not going to get the attention that it probably should, but like anybody that does watch it through, whether they like the story or not, have to or are going to have to admit that like no, it's not Oscar Isaac's fault. Like he definitely is the bright spot of the show. Like, yeah, I think the problem you're going to have for the quote unquote normies is that there's not that much actual superhero shit in here. Like, how much yeah. is he actually? How much is he actually in the costume? I would bet if you put a if you put a timer on it, it's less than it's less than twenty minutes in the right, entire show. Probably right around twenty minutes, I'd say. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Doing fucking but, quick math in my head anyway, yeah. I almost wish they had done this whole thing as just a, a psycho no fucking you know, because I am like we talked about before, I almost felt like the entire the first five episodes is one thing, and then the sixth episode felt like it was written by Marvel execs, where they're like, "Well, this has to happen, and this has to happen," you know. And it, I enjoyed the the fights and stuff, I guess, but I was just like, "This is a completely different show now. Like, what are we doing?" Well, that's just uh, it. Like, it's that Marvel problem of everything has to be a big fucking huge threat. When like this one probably would have been better off, like told more like Daredevil was on Netflix, where everything is like. 
small and interconnected and like each episode you only get so much until you get to the bigger you know what i mean like yep i think it, it would have been more suited for that like just well, a street i don't le- remember more of a street level like character examination than it would have been with this whole like save all of egypt and all the souls in the fucking region because yeah i mean I guess you go problem- back to the point sorry jump in here but like you had two kingly huge giant gods basically fighting each other in among pyramids there's like is they're gonna get brought up at any other point in the mcu like Probably oh yeah not. there's these like egyptian gods well it's got to destroy it, cairo it'd know? probably be brought up in that same way that the giant fucking celestial from eternals being in one of the polar ice i, I was just gonna say yeah, like I mean, the like, eternals are gods that have been around forever you think they would have crossed over with like but apparently like they did have something to do with locking Ahmed away the first time. Well, from what I read, yeah, but like, I just like connect them at some point, like bring up, like it'll just make it like on the news station and on the television somewhere off screen, but like acknowledge it at some point. Yeah, from what I read today, even the guy that created the show said that when they originally wrote it, they had plans for you know they had plans for two mcu characters to show up here i mean it never said who they were uh one at the beginning and one in the post credits and he scrapped it and went to marvel and said we don't need this no no. so um so i don't you know i hope there's more of this the only one that i wanted to see show up in some way shape or form was werewolf by night and he didn't yeah, uh, I do know that Werewolf by Night is going to be the primary character in the Halloween special they're doing for, I want to say it's for next year. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, the Guardians animated is this Christmas, and then that yep. one's supposed to be next September, I believe. Well, that, and you have the live action, uh, the Guardians holiday thing. Yeah, yeah, that's so, what I'm thinking. Yeah, this, this... Well, then, then you have the Groot cartoon. Too. Oh, right. Yeah, I think that's just going to be a series of shorts, though. So, yeah, I mean, I I feel like this one, uh, to me, this was the best thing they've done on Plus until Episode Six hit, because then I just felt like it fell into the same fucking traps that all this stuff does, and it was more jarring because that that method didn't fit with the rest of this. And it's like... Yeah, the whole, you have to have one giant battle at the end. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is, like, having read a lot of this stuff in the, you know, like I said, I think I've read every Moon Knight comic since about 2004 or so. Um, Like, he doesn't fight gods, like, directly. Like, Khonshu will step in and tell him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Or whatever. But he doesn't generally like have fist fights with avatars of other gods and crap. Like I thought, the whole thing in the comic now is like he deals with vampires and werewolves and all that other stuff that nobody else will. And I thought fucking Blade was going to show up in this show. Like I thought that was how we were going to get. Oh uh, yeah, that would be the introduction. Yeah, like I thought at some point Mahershala Ali was going to show up on this show. And that was how we were going to get that. Um, and I'm not disappointed that they didn't do that. I think this show worked just as well for not having any of that. Um, but I just feel like this was, and not on the same level that the, like, we constantly talk about how compromised the Hobbit stuff 
was I don't think this is anywhere near that, but it kind of felt like it was heading in one direction for five out of the six hours. And then Marvel came in and said, well, no, you can't do that. No. <laughs> and well, turn the last hour. I don't know it. if it was so much that Marvel said you can't do that or the writers just couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the writers were just like, we need cause explosions. Like, cause like I said, like, yeah, like the character ideas, like the character yeah. idea would have worked better if you were like basically almost like Van Helsing or like fucking Hansel and Gretel fucking vampire hunters. You're like those kind of like fucking Hellboy stories almost where like you're you're doing like not street level but like random like mythic shit but like not like fighting cryptids basically. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like I'm articulating this well but I, I think we're getting the point of what our issues with this are. Yeah. Um, Marvel yeah. needs to think smaller scale at times. Like, instead of threatening all of yeah. Egypt, just have him be, like, a roaming, like, fucking cryptid bounty hunter kind of character and, like, explore the, like, split personalities somehow that way. Like, Well, it's yep. kind of, it's kind of, uh, like, a pattern with them. You know, like, with, uh, um, uh, not Mandalorian, what was the last one? Uh, Boba Fett. With Boba Fett, it was kind of like that, too. You had this whole, like, you know, him as a bounty hunter roaming around, getting his thing, and then all of a sudden at the end it became like, you know, this big clash and and then the big giant robot comes in and you gotta like, you know, have this big giant action scene in the middle of the, you know, in the middle of the city and stuff like that. It's the same thing here. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can't have just little tiny contained stuff when it comes to Marvel. They need to have like big action set pieces because they feel like that's what's going to keep people's attention, even if it's yeah. like you well, know. That's the not that the problem is you never but, bring that up again. But like and the had, biggest problem, is you know, there's the celestial, basically in his whole hand and half of his head is above the ocean somewhere, and it's not brought up at any point. Well, in you the know, same how, way I feel like uh, nobody's going to bring up the fact there were like two giant alatars fighting in Cairo. Well, in their defense, Milos, how many movies have there been since Eternals? Like, were they supposed to bring yeah, that up? but at the same time, like, drop it. Name drop it at some point. Also, yeah. also, like, also to, uh, to... You don't have to show it. They don't have to fight or anything. But, like, if you are doing gold in the same universe, and you are, like, that thing happened, like, acknowledges, like, post, yeah. uh, post game, like, you know, when we got Spider-Man, whichever, the second one, like, everything was about the blip. They kept mentioning the blip. because like, that's what happened. It was relevant. Well, one of the... Like, oh, it well, to, to kind of not defend them, but to defend them, um, they did have yeah. to move... They ha- did have to move everything around because of COVID. Because uh, True. in... in uh, in Cap in uh, Falcon and Bucky, um, the new um, Statue of Liberty is already built with Cap Shield and stuff like that. Wherein Spider Man, um, it's it's being built. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, and and Spider Man it was supposed to be in uh, uh, Doctor Strange originally, but now you know, not spoiling. I guess the biggest movie of the last year, but. You know, it's kind of difficult for him to be in Doctor Strange with what happened at the end of Spider Man. So it's like, you know, everything got kind of twisted and upside down. You know what I mean? And, you know, 
it's kind of all out of order now. I think they had an order to it, like like Hawkeye was supposed yeah. to take place right there at the end of Spider Man. You know what I mean? Because it's at Christmas time and that ends at Christmas time, you know, and that's originally what was supposed to happen and stuff like that. So, you know, and I think I think we were supposed to see Daredevil before we saw Kingpin and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's 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 very weird how everything was introduced and not introduced and the order of things, but I think well, that yeah, was just a, definitely a fucking yeah. job to figure out what can fit where after the release what when like well, now I think, screw things, but now I think the map has become like it's less like rigid in the sense of like I'm sure for years leading up to the the COVID period there were like, well these things have to come out in this way but then like once all the shutdowns happened they were like well we're gonna keep providing people with content through Disney Plus and stuff WandaVision wasn't even supposed to be the first one of those shows to come out it was oh, just the one that's yeah. further along yeah the first the yeah the first one was supposed to be uh Falcon and Bucky and yep. and then and then everything else was supposed to come out like then it was supposed to be Doctor Strange then it was yep. suppo- or I think then it was supposed to be WandaVision then it was supposed to be Doctor Strange then it was supposed to be Spider-Man then it was supposed to be Hawkeye you know what I mean like like there was a whole thing like Doctor Strange is coming out a year after it was supposed to originally come out you know what I mean like still, they're still moving dates around like if you pay attention to that stuff uh, yeah. Ant- Ant-Man 3 and Captain Marvel 2 had their dates switched mm. uh, but like so- Still is, doing. I think that's, there's a bigger problem, though. Like Disney knows the audience they've cultivated, right? Like they've created this audience for what 12, 14 years now. Yep. So, like, they've conditioned them to want those big action fucking set piece fights, and like they don't know how to reel it back. And like, if okay, if if the schedule is cutting hacks on and thrown in around like out of order from what they were planning and like that's why things seem a little fractured right now that's the perfect time to do a small scale story like moon knight but like yeah instead of having to do that big god versus god set piece war in this like season do something smaller like have him go out and like fight a bunch of cryptids and like have steven still be this like yeah, and, and do the same. Like you can still keep a lot of the character stuff. Just change the setting instead of being like all Egyptian gods. Like actually, Brent, as you say that, I I, I literally think of it based on something they gave you. Uh, in the flashback with the soldier stuff, I mean that guy Bushman was like his ultimate villain, right? So make the whole make the whole first season like he wants to get revenge on Bushman for the shit he made him do. And you still build in like the the stuff with Steven and the and the girl and the multiple personality stuff. Like you leave all that alone. You just make the inciting stuff. Like I just want to get this guy who fucked my life up. Not you know. And like, yeah, and you can do that. And like again, keep the the double personalities. But like, in, I don't know. Instead of like all Egyptian gods, like have reference to that's where he got his powers, and now he's like I'm out there fighting myth, mystic shit. Like, have him like have to look for some kind of information up in fucking snowy ass Canada, and he ends up running into a Wendigo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Have oh, him yeah. run into werewolf by night at some point. Like, whether it's Harlow throwing these guys, like mind controlling and throwing them at him or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's. I don't know. There's ways you could have yeah, did it without it being so grand, 
gods and fucking like all of Egypt's fucking souls are at risk. Like, like to me, really, the only small thing they've ever done is Hawkeye. You know, yeah. Like, mm. But even Which, that had like a big fight at the end. Involved yeah, a lot of people. yeah, but that's that's that still like a it's still a small, yeah, small yeah, fight was, though. Yeah, like yeah, and it worked. It had the Marvelisms, but it wasn't a big world threat or like city, country fucking threat. Like, yeah, which, which it, wasn't was a level. It, was, it wasn't which, a mega uh, level, it was just kind of a street level thing. And it's like, those are what you need to do more of, especially if you're in a time period where you're like, okay, how do we, how do we reassess where we're at with our framework for what we were trying to build towards before COVID fucked us up? Like, yep. Because oh, okay. at this point, they're running out of like, oh, well, COVID fucked us up as their excuse. Like, that grace period is starting to go away. So it's like, okay, yeah. now we know yeah, it you fucked get maybe you up. like this year and that's it. Yeah, we know it fucked you up. You've got a year to get back on track. Like, start to come around again. Like, tell it more chronologically again. And we'll, we'll a lot of people will jump back yep. on board, right? And uh, and not to not to disrail this conversation too much, but I did end up rewatching Hawkeye this weekend, um, and I do like it a lot more than I originally did. Now that I can kind of see it all at once, and I'm not yeah. having any kind of issues or whatever, and I'm kind of paying attention, I did like it a lot more than what I originally uh, did in that review. When we did it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think now yeah, we. Yeah, get... that was just after you got back. You still were hooked up to that Aqualung. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think now we can use the last little bit. I mean, we're at an hour twenty. Um, I think we can go, you know, for another couple minutes about the next couple projects. Uh, because the next movie hits tomorrow, as yes. we're talking. Um, Corey and I are going tomorrow for her, you know, for her big birthday dinner and a movie and whatnot. Um. Yes. So, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I am a little, I mean, I'm curious. I'm not a huge Strange guy. I like Cumberbatch. I like what Cumberbatch does with it, but I'm not, I worry that this is going to be their next Iron Man 2, where it's so concerned with setting up a lot of shit that it's not really a movie. And I'm also concerned because... Like they were talking about at one point, it was going to be, you know, two, and this is probably good, but uh, it was at one point going to be another one of those two hour, 40 minute movies, and they lopped, they lopped 40 minutes off of it. Hmm. And it's now 205, which I kind of wonder, given, and Justin, you've mentioned this before, how much of it they had to rewrite because it now follows the movie it was supposed to be in front of. What is left here? You know. Well, I'm I'm here for the the madness part because uh, I I am interested in seeing what they do with the with the multiverse with this and and who they bring in, who they don't bring in. So I'm kind of here for that part because I don't necessarily like Doctor Strange all that much. Um, yeah. And um, I'm kind of interested in seeing what they do with Wanda's character, but I'm mostly here for who are they going to introduce. Well, my whole thing is, like, Loki happened, so, like, variants could still be a thing. So, Mm. yeah, some of the fucking, like, teasers and, like, hints they've dropped in the trailer, I'm wondering, like, how much of these are going to be from, like, other universes, and have we seen any of these other universes before? Well, they're kind of 
I almost also sort of feel like the, and I don't, I'm not going to say anything because we have a non trailer person in here. Uh, they're, they're giving away too much they are. with the, with the, una, with the unavoidable fucking, unless you stop watching TV for a month, yes. like the, the fucking unavoidable TV ads and stuff. Like even, even like we have a DVR and I, I intentionally fast forward through every ad we ever see. And even doing that, I'm still seeing stuff I don't yes. want to. And it comes yeah. out tomorrow, for fuck's sake. I yeah. mean, like, I know more about this without even trying than I want to. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing here? You know, and I think even even Feige has said he's kind of pissed off about how much they gave away before it even comes out. Like, the tonight's technically the first night you can go, right? I think yeah, it's been a film for an hour, you know? Yeah, so, so it's like halfway through its first screen, and like, yeah, you can. There's like several big things that they probably should have just saved for in the movie that they threw out in the marketing because yeah, they just need I mean, people to it, know. There, there's one of them that's pretty blatant, and I'm not going to say what they are. There's one of them that's pretty blatant. There's another one that it moves so quickly that you, if you blink, you might not see it, but if you know what you're hearing and seeing it's like yes i know, know what you're being presented with it's pretty obvious and it's like oh my god just you know like can we rein it in a little bit like i want to have something that i'm still surprised by when i see this tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um this is exactly why i wouldn't right yep. no you're right man no, you're, you're doing the smart you're... thing because like you're going in fresh like we know 90 percent of what the big twists are and it's like oh no and you're yeah. you're absolutely right Milos, and i have no you know you're right with the trailer thing but i'm talking about like i'm watching the fucking celtics game the other night and there's oh, no, five i get it i get it like it's different TV because we, they don't show any of that stuff in yeah. like yeah, i know like you get you know, the shorts you know tv spots and whatever yeah, like, yeah. I'm watching a basketball game, and there's five ads yep. for this fucking movie, and they're showing yep. shit I don't want to see. And it's well, like, are you... like, I'll sit here and watch YouTube for a couple of hours every evening instead of watching TV. And like every second ad on every video is a Doctor Strange, and it's like there's even when you click skip ad, like you have to wait the five or ten seconds first, and you yeah, just, yeah. they're dropping way too much to even just then. And it's like, okay, there's, there's no surprises. So I'm like, curious. If anything, like you were doing it the right way by avoiding the fucking marketing for it, because like at least some of it's going to be completely fresh for you, and it's going to be like, oh, yeah. cool. Like, like for yeah. most of that, like, and even you know, and I know, like, there were like, I don't know, what was it, like, last week, like, whole plots points got leaked on Twitter and whatever. It's like, and people <laughs> like, oh, stay off Twitter, stay off Twitter. I don't even have Twitter. Anyway, yeah, but right. like, you know. I set one up for the show, but then I never. I mean, I think I put a couple of our episode posts on it, but like we don't have an audience there, so I don't think anyone saw it. And I stopped yeah, doing. So it was like just I tried to massively avoid stuff, like even yeah. not not for like Marvel, just regular movies. Like I rather not watch others, like because even when they try not to reveal anything, they still manage to reveal that. I'm like, I don't. I want to go fresh into watching movies. Yep. Uh, and as far as uh, the next Disney Plus product, uh, we have Miss Marvel, which starts streaming June 8th. Um, yep. Yeah, we I'm have a, Kenobi in between, which will probably well, end up being... I wasn't counting that because that's not Marvel related. But Yeah, but it's, it's Disney Plus, so it still does eat up their schedule too, right? Yep, I mean, we're, we're obviously going to review that as well. 
Um, well, they, they have them basically staggered. So, like, yeah. if, if well, there's a month in between something, there's usually a Star Wars thing in between if it, or, or a Marvel thing in between, depending on what you know, franchise we're in. Marvel will run at the same time, though. What? what? Kenobi and Miss Marvel will at least partially run yeah, into each other. I think other. the last two weeks and the first two weeks are overlap. Uh, or something. No, it's actually more. It's actually less than that because Kenobi starts May twenty seventh, and then uh, I think Miss Marvel starts like two weeks later. So like f- a month for a month, they're gonna run together. Okay. Okay, it's weird. They you know the episode count like already on those stuff. What? Do we know the episode count? Six, I assume. Oh. All I the six for Kenobi for sure. I don't know how many Miss Marvel's gonna have. Add for Kenobi on TV tonight that refer to it as a six episode event. So yeah. I have to assume that's All what right. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And then most it's, of the most six... of the live action, the live action hour stuff has been uh, six for Marvel. So um, yeah, I would... the last few have, but like maybe we're like young actors, better contracts for the company, they might actually try and fucking go a couple extra episodes on. I think She-Hulk is going to be, She-Hulk is going to be 10, but each one of those is going to be a half an hour. Mm. Um, Because they're going more, they're trying to go more sitcom with that, I guess. Uh, Yeah, that kind of worries me. I don't know, the best run, the best run of the comic was Dan Slott, and it was kind of structured that way. So Yeah, uh, but like, I don't know. When you get the actress that they got for uh, Tatiana, whatever. Maslani. That's it. Yeah. She's really good. She was in a show, Orphan Black, and she played like multiple personalities. She played like 20 different people. And yeah, she was really good, like making the different personalities. So, like, I was kind of hoping for more of a moon night with her, where like it's like a character change between like Jennifer and She Hulk at first. Like, not savage beast like Hulk is, but like just have her be more impulsive, more fucking like brash because she's invulnerable. She has the chops for it. She does. And and like, well, that's like, what I was hoping for. But like, that's what I was hoping they were going to do with it. Was something like yeah. a little more serious. Have the humor that She Hulk has kind of always had in the comics and stuff, but like do something character driven. And it sounds like now it's just going to be more like sitcom-y, like WandaVision-y, and it's like, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. I did read, though, that they don't know exactly when that one's going to come out, because I think the effects are taking longer than they'd planned on. Yeah. Uh, it ain't I easy being green. I think it's all been filmed, but they, but the effects are taking longer than they thought. So we'll see when it actually comes out, but I don't know. Kermit the Frog uh, was right. It ain't easy being green. No, not at all. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're about good here, right? Um, was there anything um, else? We yeah. um, I'll promote, you know, our upcoming stuff, too. I mean, we have this. We'll do Strange next week, uh, I would assume, after a couple people have seen it at least. Yeah, I probably um, won't see Yeah, I'm probably going to see it on uh, Monday. Yep. This is going to be a big week for the Trek Pods uh, because yep. the last episode of Picard for the year – and the pilot for Strange New Worlds both dropped today. And uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about there in on both counts. Uh, One of well, them only might have so been far good. only saw Picard Stay and to definitely have stuff to talk about. Yeah, Strange I mean, New Worlds, I'm pumped to see. I can't yeah, I, like just coming up on 4 a.m., so I'm definitely not going to yeah. watch it tonight. Just my, my quick 
like I loved every freaking second of it. And I'm wondering some of it I, I acknowledge is probably like a certain degree of Stockholm syndrome from Picard for the last 10 weeks. Just uh, oh, something that's at least mediocre again. <laughs> something that something that's at least trying to be good. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's still a Kurtzman show and not a great track record. So yeah, I'm I don't know. Well, as as we pointed just... out, the uh, multiple occasions, the only thing strange new worlds has to do is exist. Yeah. Compared to the card that Picard has been for the last 10 weeks, it's yeah, not a that, high, it's not a high thing, bar. Like, good. Well, once he's done fucking pouring his heart out into the political messaging in Picard, what's he going to do? Yeah. What toy does he have to tinker with? And it's like, uh, uh he yeah. needs to be replaced, man. That's, that's kind of they're not doing that. I think they just gave him a new deal. He's good through like 2025 or 2027 or something. I mean, well, it's because nobody else can fight through the rights and come out with an idea that works for it. And he's like, well, I'm still here. And they're like, well, fuck. Okay. Yeah. I guess. And they must be happy with the, you know, the thing about Trek is like, and I think where where CBS has the the fan base over a barrel in a way is like a lot of people bitch about how much this stuff sucks, but with the way Trek fans function, everyone still fucking watches it. So like yep. they're still getting the viewership even if people hate the shit. So like well, why would they But that's the thing, like that feels so like spiteful and like it's like you're making shows from a vengeful place instead of like a revered place. So like the franchise suffers because of your like your anger towards the fans and the fans anger towards you when really you should be yeah. kind of working for a middle ground. This, this and I know it's only the first hour, <laughs> 10 hour show, you know, so I'm, I might, I'm probably being a little hyperbolic in a way, but the strange new worlds pilot felt like the first thing since the, first Abrams movie that actually felt like old Trek again. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I'm like, that's encouraging to hear, but like that's been said about the other shows. It's like, Oh, this feels like, and then like three, four weeks in, it's like, Oh no, there it goes off. It doesn't the feel like it anymore. Yeah. There's the, j- the train <laughs> jumping the rail. Like, why is this happening? And the other shoe dropped. Yep. Yep. So I'm optimistic, but yeah, it's it's gonna be easier to judge in another month when we're halfway through the season or whatever. Yeah, I, I hope are. it holds up, and I hope it is actually good Star Trek again because like I miss good Star Trek. Yeah, I mean there was there was one there was one thing in it, and I'm not gonna say what it is because Milos hasn't seen it yet. I don't think Justin's watched it yet either. Uh, that sort of dates it to now, but it is almost so quick that if you're not looking for it you don't see it um yeah like so. but that's the thing it starts a little like that and then uh, that becomes the focus and, the and it's in a, in, in a larger that, story in, in a, that stuff doesn't bother me when it's in a larger context that actually makes sense for the point they're trying to make well that's just it like i, I have no problem with politics being in stories it's just the way they handle it now it's so like think my way and there's no other way to think like you never get a like a character that's not a complete total asshole character that has a like conflicting opinion on anything and it's like that's not how trek used to be like there used to be six different people who were super fucking smart to be like no we got to do this no we got to do this and then they kind of fucking work to a middle ground and come out with the best solution and like that was 
that was what made Star Trek shows good. Like Deep Space Nine was all about the character interactions and like, okay, which point of view is like, do we look at here? Because there can be several. Like, you know, yeah, no, that's basically what that entire show was built on. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and like it never played like, oh, well, this is like the clear cut smartest person on the ship. Like every character no matter what their like point of view fucking religion fucking race whatever was like they all had a valued input at some point that like helped make the decision and like you don't yep. get that in shows anymore it's no no it's my way is the only way to think and if you think different you must be the Klingon. like yep unless it's Worf, whose only point of view is always kill it well kill it again like he, he, it was, he was the extreme right of the fucking star trek universe like yep he was, but no, like the battle first kind of, like the military <laughs> side. He bleeds the killer. Well, like, dude, dude, that's the thing. Like, you'd have like a philosophical side, you'd have a medical side, you'd have a military side, you'd have a scientific side. Like, and like, there was always that like inner conflict between characters on like whose point of view made more sense to the context of what the situation around them was, right? Like, yeah. be it religion or science or like. If you, I, they explored a broader I, sense of ideas instead of being like so narrowed, like Kurtzman shows turn into, and it's that's kind of what worries me. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. I mean, it's gonna. I almost. It's gonna be fairer to judge it at the end than it is right now. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true with anything, but just on yeah, a super I mean, one see one episode and you can like you know you love it, but just on a you don't get a clear picture. Just on a superficial level, I really enjoyed what I watched there, and I kind of I think the difference between that and what you know, and I do. There are aspects of the current shows that I enjoy, but I this hour was the first thing I've seen since, uh, as I said, the first Abrams movie, where at the end of it I was actually happy, and I was just like. Oh, that, you know, I was actually like happy to have watched that hour of television rather than like, what is the larger point this is trying to make? How is this lecturing me about something? You know, well, so again, that, inter- that is encouraging because, yeah, it's been a while. Yep. And it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain that or if, like you said, Kurtzman will come in and just sort of uh, use what Josh just and I always Kurtz Josh, a bit. Or Josh and I always refer to on the CW reviews as the agenda hammer. Um, Basically, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we will reconvene uh, next week with somebody, I guess, for uh, Strange, depending on who actually goes. Um, I'm there. It sounds like there's going to be some extras anyway. So, yeah. I think we can pretty much conclusively say that Josh ain't going to be on any MCU shit anymore. Uh, Uh, Probably not. But um, if Elon buys Disney, you never know. True. True. All right, boys. This was fun again. So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll be in touch for. Was it Saturday afternoon? We're gonna do that shit. Yeah. Okay. Saturday. All right. So I'll be ready for that. I'm gonna try to watch Strange New Worlds again before that. Um, (laughs) but uh, because I want to have that like top of the brain before we go. Because I think we're gonna. I would. I would be shocked if we didn't go fairly long on that, just for all the setup too. Yeah. Um, I think we do Picard first though. Wrap up oh, yeah. Picard and then go to Stranger World. Do Picard first and just knock it out. Um, yeah. Because I feel like Stranger World's going to get more of the time on that. So, all right, guys. All right. It was fun. Later. Later. Later, boys. <laughs>